Hey, this is David from the Piecing It Together podcast, a podcast about movies and the movies that inspire them. For over four years each week, a guest and I take a look at a new movie through the lens of what other movies we think were either an influence or connect in some other way. It's a fun, unique way to discuss films that leads to a great list of other movies to check out that either explore the same themes and ideas or maybe utilize similar filmmaking techniques including special episodes in our side series that twist the format. We've done over 200 episodes, so there's bound to be one on a film you've been thinking about and want to dig deeper into. So check us out on all the major podcasting apps and at piecingpod.com. Hi, it's Taylor. Quickly jumping in before the episode starts to let you know that we've changed our name and are now Sisters Assembled. You can find our updated social handles in the show notes. Enjoy the show! Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Let's Talk Marvel Fan Theories podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Katie, and we're two sisters and borderline obsessed Marvel fans who have been following the Marvel Cinematic Universe closely for years. And now we want to share our MCU discussions with you. We chat about our own predictions and theories, plus some of our favorites from online, and our reactions to all of the Marvel content that's considered MCU canon, including the Disney Plus shows and the movies, as well as the Marvel news you need to know. All right, listeners, as you guys know, we are talking about the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special this episode, which crazily enough marks the last new content of 2022. So from here on out, we're going to be talking all things kind of recap. But for this episode, let's dive into the new holiday special. I thought it was great, but I'll let Katie lead off because I know she has some thoughts. Okay, for context, we just finished watching it. So I'm like, this is the most raw you're ever gonna get me is at this moment. But how the heck did they get Bucky's arm? That's like, as soon, I'm not gonna lie, as soon as I saw the size of the box, I had my suspicions. I was like, what else would Rocket want? But like, to genuinely have gotten Bucky's brand new Wakandan arm. I don't know how it happened, and I'm, like, very perplexed and overwhelmed by this information. Yeah, like, I guess my question is, like, are there multiple vibranium-based arms that were created for Bucky? Is my man walking around without an arm right now? It's, like, my big question. Which seems difficult, because he's about to be a Thunderbolt. So, like, I feel like he needs both of his limbs for that. I... I I literally saw it and had to get up and walk away because I was like, what just happened? I, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> Imagine, he just like woke up and didn't have an arm. Like Nebula just stole his arm. Yeah. Or they had some really cool side fight for it. Like a battle. I need more context. Yeah. I need the details of how they took his arm from him. Yeah. Or if they just like snuck into like Shuri's facility and like took an extra one. Oh, they definitely did not sneak into Wakanda. No. Bucky's living well, in a New York apartment. To, maybe they didn't have to sneak in because they're welcome. I just, like... <laughs> <laughs> I have so many questions. And I I genuinely thought it was going to be the silver one. Because yeah. I thought that would make more sense. Like, she managed to find it from when I got blast off, or blasted off and found, like the older arm because I think that would have been for me like kind of a full circle moment of yeah. like oh okay that kind of makes sense Rocket's got his arm but he's got the old arm okay fine and now like the old arm isn't just laying in some like random old Hydra facility collecting dust fine but like his brand new arm <laughs> his brand new arm this man can't have anything like a thing 
All right, let's take a step back and let's just talk about overall. I know Katie wanted to get that off her chest. I did. I really needed to. So let's just take a step back. What did you think of the special? I thought it was cute. Yeah. I like these specials because I don't have to go into them, like, figuring out what's going to be such a big thing to go on to the next thing with and how it, like, involves everything and whatever. It's just kind of a fun little thing. And I like that they've been doing them around the holidays and they feel, and the theme is so fitting because I mean it is. It's Christmas time, you know. It's a fun time, and it was a fun little thing to just watch and enjoy for you know from Marvel. That's not like you know Wakanda Forever. That literally is a lot of emotions, and we just came off the the brink of that. So no, I thought it was really cute. Yeah, totally. And I mean, I'll be the first to admit, like the Guardians is not my favorite franchise. I tend to gravitate towards some of the more serious stuff, so I wasn't really sure how I would feel about this, but to your point, like, it was just so fun and lighthearted and it really fit with, like, the Christmas theme and, like, the holidays and, like, just, like, joy and, like, giving and all that good stuff that, like, comes around the holiday season. So it was just really fun and you and I, like, were cackling. It was hilarious. I don't know if you guys caught, like, one of the biggest things that I latched onto was the fact that Mark Hamill was randomly in it for, like, five seconds. That was Um, so random. That was so fun, though. I love him. So that was amazing. Yeah, I just thought it was, like, really fun. There's not a ton to, like, to your point, sit down and, like, analyze and go through. And I know there's a few things that we'll probably dive into a little bit and how this kind of, you know, might lead into or give us some clues as to what might happen a little bit in Guardians 3. But I also think just from a larger storytelling standpoint, it was nice to revisit these characters, you know, because they're so separate from what happens on Earth to just, like, be like, oh, remember these characters where you left off in Endgame? Like, now you can... Oh, that's right. I didn't love that they were in Thor, so I think I blacked it out. I also have only seen Thor once. I also have only seen Thor once. And I did like, and I know I said this during the Thor thing, I did like that they were in Thor just because I think, I mean, we see him leave with them. So it would have felt kind of, like, continuity-wise weird if they, like, he just randomly, like, threw an offline that was just like, oh, well, and then I left them. Like, I liked that we saw the, like, his, his journey back, especially with them. But, um, yeah, I mean, to your point, it's kind of like a cute little filler. I couldn't imagine other characters doing a very good Christmas special. Yeah, they don't have the right tone. Like, the Guardians are so lighthearted, and I know, you know, we were talking about it when we were watching, like, the third movie is not. So this is probably, you know, and James Gunn has said it was, like, really emotional to write and direct, and that all of the actors really gave their all. So I think this is quite possibly the last, like, really lighthearted Guardians content that we're going to get. You know, he's pretty much ready to wrap it up after three. They're not going to go for four like Thor Thor did and potentially five. Like, especially with his new job at DC, like, he's done after Guardians 3. And so they'll probably be in, like, some of the larger team-up stuff, depending on who survives, but it sounds like that's not going to be a ton of people. So this is really the last time the Guardians are going to be, like, that fun, quirky cousin that we've got out in space versus, like, taking on some of the darker tones that the more Earth-based heroes have taken on lately. Yeah, and like I said, I just truly don't know another hero that I think would have fit that... Like, I mean, Iron Man 3 obviously has its debate, but it's still not, like, you're not there for the Christmas feel. Like, it's not a Christmas special. So I, um, I definitely have to say I still like... Like, I think this worked really well. I thought it was hilarious because they chose Mantis and Drax to be the main two of the episode, which honestly is the most fitting yeah. because the two of them are like just their banter back and forth with each other is freaking hilarious. Like 
I, I am thinking of the second Guardians when he just was like, actually, you're the most repulsive thing ever. <laughs> and I just was like, oh my god, like, I kept thinking about it when they would talk to each other, because that's just, like, the banter they have. Obviously, they're, like, friends now, further down the road in a real relationship, not real, not, like, just met, kind of figuring out, like each other in general but i like their relationship i think it's hilarious and so these two going after kevin bacon was just like holy god it was so funny i think one of the funniest things was when they were talking about the little green elf man well he didn't call it an elf because he didn't know what it was but his little green man in the candy cane and then she and then she like gives the candy cane to the the police officers and she's like we're even now and they're just like hanging upside down first she asks that's not a man, is it? <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god!" No, I loved that. I just like their banter was just hilarious. Truly, I like even when she's sitting there and she's like, "We can save Christmas for Peter, or you can get your little green man." And he was just like, "Uh, get the little green man." <laughs> and she was like, "No." I like they're just they're so funny. And then the fact the two of them haven't been really like fully on Earth. They were on Earth obviously to like battle Thanos the second time, but that was it. it was even funnier because they like there's drags which is like you can't just kill people. Well, you didn't tell me the rules. <laughs> I was just like this makes so much sense. And it, you know what? It actually made me think a lot of America because how she's like. First thing you, about multiversal travel is you don't know anything. Like, yeah. so don't pretend you do. And I, like, immediately thought of that because I was like, I never thought of how when they kind of bounce around to planet to planet and whatever, like, you don't know anything. They know absolutely nothing about the fact that, one, you can't, like, human traffic somebody <laughs> and just, like, break into their home and steal their stuff and steal them. Like, I just thought it was so funny. When they were literally like, we're going to get Kevin Bacon as a present, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I was dying. Um, my, no, my favorite still was when they first got to Earth that she saw Steve. And she- <laughs> okay, here's the thing though. All that made me want was the little backstory of them actually meeting because yeah. clearly they had enough of a relationship that she latched onto him. And I just want to know how Stephen felt about that. I no, I agree because that's the first thing Taylor and I both said to each other was we were like, wait, they like uh, we never obviously saw an interaction with them, and that's not to say there wasn't one. It just wasn't like I mean, the Guardians hung out with Iron Man in space when the whole Thanos thing was happening. Steve was obviously on Earth. So I was like, oh, whatever happened came about in Endgame. And so I'm like, I'm just so curious. Like, I just want to understand how this, like, went about. Like, if they're going to give us specials, that's a special that I am personally requesting from Marvel because I just want Steve to hang out with an alien for, like, a hot sec and just see what's happening. Well, and clearly Bucky is getting more and more connected to the Guardians, so I, like, need to see this. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Mantis, I think one of the big things that we kind of knew going into this, but weren't sure if it was going to be confirmed in this presentation, was that she and Peter are actually half-siblings through Ego. I know that over the course of this week, I've seen the deleted scene from Guardians 2 where she admits it to Drax. That obviously was cut, but then referenced in the special, and then she tells him. I think that's... I like it. I don't, you know, I think it makes sense. I think my one question is, like, if she's his kid, like, why didn't he try with her what he did with his hundred of other, hundreds of other kids? But other than that, I like that Peter has family, you know, because really everyone is gone now for him other than the Guardians. You know, Yondu, Gamora, all of that. So 
I like it. I think they're super cute together. The little moment where he was like, this is the best present. I was like, I'm not tearing up a little bit. My eyes are sweating. It's fine. I was just worried about Bucky's arm. <laughs> you were very I was distracted. Like, I was not even worried about it. I made Taylor go back and everything and replay the scene. But no, I like it a lot. I, I think to your point, it makes a lot of sense. I think to answer your question about why Ego didn't really, like, try anything funky with her in the way that he did with Peter, was, I mean, Mantis has powers beyond what, like, obviously Peter's half-celestial, we know that. She is then, too, but then also seems to have additional power on top of that, which is her, like, telekinesis, essentially? No, that's not the right one. No, telekinesis is the movement with the mind. It's that's really what... hard because Wanda has, like, everything, so yeah. it's hard. It's, um... Not like I don't want to say mind control, but I guess it kind of is. Yeah, but that's like her mind control, and to what he was using her for was so he could relax and 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 everything. So I'm wondering if he felt she had a bigger advantage for him than what he was gonna do with Peter. That's fair. That's fair. But I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Speaking of Mantis and her powers, I think we finally got to really see. That she's, like, honed them. Like, she was just out there, like, no, like, sleep, 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 and not people not sleeping. She was, like, sleep, and they were out. You know, granted, it's, you know, they're humans. It's a little different than Thanos. But, like, still, I think she used it to, you know, suggest Kevin Bacon come with them. And I use suggest loosely. She put people to sleep. She, you know, made people act completely differently. Like, it was almost concerning. Yeah, the how way powerful she, she see. Yeah. Yeah, like, she almost has, like, Wanda level in that respect. Obviously, you know, Wanda has, a, to your point, additional powers. But in the, ty- like, the type of, like, mind control and, like, mind manipulation, I actually think they could probably go toe-to-toe, which is definitely interesting. I, I was intrigued by that. And I, a part of me was kind of, like, assuming she put more work into understanding her powers when she couldn't hold Thanos the whole time. Ooh, and because I would not be now. Granted, we're all, we're all aware, Peter. It's Peter's fault. Like 100%. no one needs to argue that. But I wonder if there's a part of her. Because I mean, think of Mantis. Think of who she is. Especially knowing that's her sibling. I wonder if there's a part of her that also took the blame for not being able to hold him longer and keep him asleep. So I wonder if there, through the time that has passed, which who knows what that is. Still don't. She's kind of worked to to hone in on those powers a little bit more. Yeah, and it was really cool to see, and I'm I think it's made me really excited specifically for her in Guardians Three to see how that. Well, because she's one of the only ones who really has powers. The rest are like fighters and and things such as that. But we haven't really seen. I mean, at least in the MCU, we haven't really been seeing more than the fact that they're fighters, they're thieves, they're all that like able to get themselves into places. But I I wouldn't consider them. You know, anything like, I don't know, Carol Danvers. I, I don't mean power, like power strength. I just mean somebody who physically has powers. Yeah, exactly. But like I said, I'm really excited to see her in Guardians 3 now. I think she's always been funny a little bit. Like, she's always been, like, cute. But, like, now she's, like, coming into her own a little bit. And I think that's going to be really fun for sure. Yeah, I agree. But can we talk about Groot? Because Oh, my God, yes. So first I want to say, I know when people first were seeing some clips of him, People were like, well, he looks so weird and he doesn't look right. First off, that is literally the point. I don't know if that went over people's heads, but, like, he is not meant to look right because he's in that really awkward, like, puberty phase. Yeah, he's, like, in his, like, like we saw him, like, preteen in Guardians 2, but now he's, like, you know, at the end when he's, like, teen Groot, which is, like, you know, he's awful. But, like, now he's, like, late teens, early 20s, and as two people who either are in that phase or are just coming out of that phase... 
can attest, it's incredibly awkward, and Groot, you know, embodies that pretty well. Yeah, I mean, like, that's the whole point. So that's why, like, I didn't understand, because, like, I saw people talking about it, and they were like, it looks like, you know, the original Groot with, like, baby Groot's face on it. I was like, yeah, yes, that is kind of the point. (laughs) He's meant to look extremely awkward because he's growing into his, like, adult body at this point. He's no longer the, like, thin stick, literally. He is, like... (laughs) now growing into the muscular part of him and growing taller and everything else. So I was like, yes, he is meant to look extremely weird, but he's still hilarious. I still love him. And he stole the show in the background of every scene he was in. Oh my God. When he's like peeking at Peter, when he pulls up Kevin When he Bacon. peeked at Peter and then ran away. <laughs> I, like, that's like, I don't know why, but this is like the best scene of this entire <laughs> I loved when they, the little end credit Teaser when I guess it's not really a teaser, a little end credit scene when they make him the Christmas tree. I was dying, which is like the most fitting thing. And then when he drops his arms, Rock is just like, "Great, Groot, you ruined Christmas." Speaking of the fact that they made now Cosmo like a member of the team, I was crying. So I love cute. That. I love that. I literally was like, "Well, first I forgot where this dog came from." I was like. I feel like I should know. Like, I know from, like, comic, why, but I was like, I feel like I should understand where this dog is from. But I thought Cosmo was adorable. So adorable. So adorable. And I think it's interesting, though, that they bought the, well, I'm going to call it a celestial head, but it's nowhere. Nowhere, yeah. That the Collector, obviously, for those of you who don't quite remember, the Collector, obviously, full-blown dead. You know, Theros said no and killed him. So they bought that, and that's theirs now. So I'm kind of intrigued. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of stuff in there. I mean, like, obviously Thanos took the Infinity Stones, and he was pretty, you know, tunnel-visioned at that point, but there was a lot of stuff in there. Howard the Duck was in there. (laughs) Which I actually was really surprised we didn't see Howard the Duck. Yeah, because we literally talked about it in the middle of the episode. I was like, oh my gosh, if they have Cosmo from nowhere, then they definitely have Howard the Duck. And you were like, yeah, he's totally going to be in, because... He, that's the only time he ever shows up is in Guardian stuff. Yeah. And then no Howard the Duck. I was kind of sad. It felt like a missed opportunity. Yeah, same. I was waiting for that. But I am intrigued to see what that means. I wonder if that, and keep in mind, there nowhere is in the head of a Celestial. Yeah. And if we're going to talk about Celestials, if you didn't miss it, I didn't. Kingo was referenced, one of his Bollywood films, <laughs> was referenced on a sign in a street uh, in the streets of L.A. when Mantis and Drax are about to go into the club. You can see it as it pans down. So I'm kind of intrigued because that, one, confirms more about the Eternals because all of, like, ever since the Eternals, you know, we really haven't heard much. I think yeah. there was one reference to the fact that there was, in fact, a statue in coming She-Hulk. out of... Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm glad, like, we're not completely ignoring that fact. But also, I'm intrigued because out of all of the different, you know, types of heroes we have, ironically, the Guardians and the Eternals go very closely together. Well, yeah, I mean, the first time we ever heard the term Celestial was in Guardians 1, in Nowhere. Yeah. And then you obviously have Ego as a Celestial, which I still am very confused about that. I know we touched on that when we talked about the Eternals last year, but that's still still one that. that... 
Yeah, I don't know, because it kind of makes sense in the sense that he's, like, a living planet, but also, like, from what we know about Eternals, that doesn't make sense. So, like, I don't know if he, like, was lying because he lied about everything or else. Or if he never properly... Like, emerged. Yeah, and he, like, became one with the planet Yeah, instead. I don't know. Because every... Obviously, everything died on the planet initially because there's no other living thing there but him, and obviously he brought Mantis. yeah. So I would have to assume, like, he tried to emerge and maybe it didn't work. Well, because his, his brain or head or whatever is what they blew up in the, at yeah. the end, so. So I have to assume he, like, didn't emerge properly from, from what we've learned from Eternals. But my point being is, you know, and I think I said this during the Eternals episode, too, was that, you know, if we're going to see them anywhere, I'd expect to see him with the Guardians. Yeah. Because of the connection that they have. So I would not be that shocked if this was like a little bit of a stepping stone a little bit of a hint that we'll see the eternals appear next somewhere i mean they're also half of them are out in space right now yeah so there's that i wouldn't be shocked if by the end of the year or mid-january we have confirmation of eternals too after this because to your point now that's two franchises in a row in terms of show slash disney plus original not movies because obviously wakanda forever does not mention the celestials but, like, if you take out the movie and you talk about Disney Plus originals, you went from She-Hulk to, yes, Werewolf by Night was in the middle, but She-Hulk still ended after after that. So She-Hulk to this Christmas holiday special. Both dropping the Eternals. Yeah. So that's, like, two things, you know, and we've talked about how, like, with the mutant name drops, like, that's going to start to pick up. So I think they're starting to lay some seeds for some things that are going to be bigger in Phase 5. So I'll be interested to see if that comes in the next six weeks or so, because I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. I would like to see the two of, like, these two groups meet at yeah. some point. I think it'd be really interesting. And I actually really wouldn't be surprised with, you know, Thena and who else? Lauren's character, whose name is... Ex- Makari. Makari. It's been a while since I've seen... And I think Druig's up there with them on the ship where Eros came. I think it's the three of them. Yeah, well, what is Gemma Chan's character's name? She's up there she got to no, know. She got taken. Cersei got taken. Oh, that's right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. The three of them went on the ship to go look for her. Eros appeared on the ship. Yes. Correct. And then You're right. two of them. Two? Three? Two. Kingo didn't go with. Kingo didn't. No. But Selma Hayek's character is dead. Yeah. So is the guy Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh is dead. Was there a third one that died? Yeah. Richard. What's his face? Oh, Richard duh. Madden. Icarus. Yeah. And then Sprite turned human. Yeah. And then where is... Cersei was taken. We're at five. What is the man... With all the tech. Yeah, the really Fa- smart Fastos. one. Fastos. Yeah. Fastos. You're much better at these names than I am. I really gone. enjoy the Eternals. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I think he stayed on Earth because... He had a family. Yeah. And then Kingo is taking care of Sprite mm-hmm. now that she's human. And then the other three up on the ship. Okay. Yeah. So I would not be surprised if that ship intertwines at some point with the Guardians. I, I could actually see them making a cameo in Guardians 3, maybe in an end credit. I mean, if they bought the Celestial Head planet, yeah. I would not be that shocked if that's not somewhere that the Eternals wind up. Keep in mind, the Eternals are never meant to go further than the planet they're put on. Yeah, well, they're supposed to die. Yeah, so I, and get pretty much mind-wiped and then start again. So, they're like Bucky. I <laughs> I really feel for them. But I'm thinking, like, now they're out in space, why would they not go somewhere like nowhere? Where they see a giant celestial head floating, like... Almost in a way of, like, how do we kill them? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's all we can really say about Guardians 3, other than somehow they're going to bring Zoe Zaldana's Gamora back, because I think that's been confirmed she's in the movie. So, you know, 2014 Gamora, we've talked about this before, she's still out there. I don't know how that's not creating time problems, but I don't want to talk about it. Why is she not? I don't know. I mean, the TVA, but also, like, you know, based on, because Loki exists outside of time. Like, maybe the TVA doesn't really exist anymore. I don't know. I, I, like, wish I could tell you. Yeah. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know why she's allowed to just run around in the current year and it not be a problem. I don't know. But I think the biggest thing, like I said, was them buying nowhere, I think, is what we're going to see be the biggest impact moving into the next Guardians. Totally. Yeah. And then I know they talked a lot about, you know, tonally, a lot of them are going to die. Like, it's going to be really tough. If you guys are used to, you know, just sitting down to a lighthearted Guardians movie, like I think everyone is. Yeah, don't don't expect that. Expect some darkness and some tears. Bring your tissues. Groot will live. Yeah, I physically don't think Groot can be killed because I think... But what if there's no one to plant his branch? As long as there's dirt, it will plant its own seed or it will, like, make its own roots. Oh no, man. I'm pretty sure Groot is like almost indestructible. All I'm gonna say is it's gonna be tough. I'm gonna bite those words when this movie comes out. (laughs) We're gonna get on the phone to record and she's gonna be like, oh my god, they killed Groot! (laughs) Yeah, I'm not gonna be very happy about it. Alright, well, anyway, that has been the Guardians Christmas slash holiday special. Super fun. Hope you guys enjoyed it as well. This is our last, like I said before, last live content of the year. Last episode of ours tied to new content. So we're excited to wrap the year up with you guys and then head into new content for 2023. If you would also like to follow us as we move into that new content, please do go ahead and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. You can also follow our blog where we have lots of extra research. Some things that we forgot to mention in the episode ends up in there. Names we we forgot all that good stuff so definitely check us out there as well as our red bubble shop linked in the show notes below where you can buy show merch if that is something you'd be interested in doing also make sure you guys are following us on twitter at let's talk mft for everything i know twitter's blowing up but still follow us on that all our episodes blog posts everything co up on there and then like taylor said this is our last piece of mcu content that is coming out this year So we will be going back to, for the time being, our every two weeks episodes. You guys can expect our next episode to be covering Phase 4. Oh, Phase 4. I know, it's over. It's genuinely over. So we will be talking about the ups, downs, and the sideways of Phase 4 in the next episode. And until then, keep up with all the content. Catch up if you haven't. Spend the holiday season, you know, lounging around, watching some Marvel movies and TV shows. Because Marvel just blew your mind. So let's talk about it. (laughs) 